car repair, the nightmare of the Western world. You don't know the difference between the catalytic converter and the powertrain, the carburetor and the camshaft. You've been ripped off endlessly by unscrupulous mechanics who've charged hundreds or thousands of dollars. You're sick of feeling like a complete idiot, and you just don't want to take it or pay for it anymore. Well, your life's about to change. Meet Pam Oaks, ASE certified and top-notch auto technician host, shop owner, and author of Car Care for the Clueless, or how to make money while maintaining a vehicle. She'll answer your questions and teach you how to talk car talk. Get under the hood right now with Pam. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. On this week's show, we're going to be talking about how to choose a service center that's the best fit for you. You know, there's tens and thousands of automotive centers and dealerships out there, and every one of them wants to fix your car or truck. But which one is the proper fit for you? And we're going to teach you how to avoid those little things that they do to bamboozle you to spend more money. Our gadget guru is here with me today, Peter Sudak. Two of us are going to put our heads together and we're going to discuss how you can protect your wallet and get great service and the best repair for your vehicle all at once. Believe it or not, yes, it can happen. And of course, we're going to have our email question of the week. We have our forum question of the week. This is something new on carcarefortheclueless.com, all spelled out with one word. We actually have an interactive form now that people have been asking us questions and we have a question of the week. This week it's regarding how do you know how much air to put in your tires and how it's going to save you fuel. We want to thank our sponsor at Jasper Engines and Transmissions, 100% associate owned. If you're in need of an engine or a transmission, remember it's cheaper to replace than replace the whole car and you can start by asking for Jasper. Put them in my customers' cars. I have them in our shop truck. It's a very reliable product. Three-year, 100,000-mile warranty. If you sell a vehicle, that warranty is transferable. So remember, ask for Jasper by name for an engine or transmission. So without further delay, how you doing, Peter? Good, Pam. How are you doing? Good. You know, it's after hours. You're in between the shop and home. You got to stop at the grocery store. You got your uniform on. And somebody's going to stop you and ask you a car question. Absolutely. That's happened quite a bit. It sure does. In the neighborhood, if your neighbors know you work on cars, they come knocking at your door. <laughs> Even after I had gallbladder surgery. <laughs> yes, I they had do kids happen. come asking car questions. I told them such and such, give them the phone number and <laughs> call them. I just had surgery. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> I remember you telling me that. The yeah. local kids got a new yeah. car, and they were and trying to get I came knocking on the door, and I'm like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> <laughs> shop's, on, shop's, on, shop's on this street, bud. Call them up. Well, you know, even to that extreme, people have to ask us car care questions. Now, the thing is, recently, I've been having the question as, how do you know you're getting the proper repair at the proper shop? And this is a yeah. big thing. Yeah. You know? Wallets are tight. I mean, the economy is seeing better days. And it's been going on for a while. So mm-hmm. how do you find proper shop and get the proper repair? Well, first of all, on our mystery car, it needs a water pump. We'll use that for an example. Okay. You don't know if the shop is bamboozling you or if they're being overpriced or whatever. You get a second opinion. Absolutely. Second opinion, folks. Or even a third. 
Or even, you don't like the first two. That's right. But remember, whatever's going on is going on with your car, and you're not going to find somebody saying, oh, no, everything's great, when you know there's something going on with it. You know, you can't go off of that. That's you can't right. wait to find the answer you want to hear. No, nope, You want to find the answer to get your car fixed. That's what you need to do. I know you want to hear it. No, everything's fine. You don't need to do it, but... Gotta get done. It's there's some things that you just can't put off. Basically, just suck it up and just get the best price and the best parts for your car. That's right. And you know, and we start out with doing that is by getting three estimates and find out what kind of parts they're using, whether they're aftermarket, made in God knows what country, or mm -hmm. you're getting good solid American-made parts. What kind of warranty they come with? How the shop backs them up? If you have a problem three months down the road, I mean, there's a lot of a lot of different things you need there's to find out. There's a lot of variables, out. and you know, just because you have, I'll give you the example of a European model. I know of a big time European that their parts are stamped made in China. Yeah, you showed me that. I showed uh, you that. I couldn't believe. I it. almost fell over. I was thinking, there's no way in God's green earth these people are gonna buy stuff from China. They they do. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, well, you got to find out the quality of the part. You know, just because it has a manufacturer stamped on it nowadays doesn't mean that it's the best quality. Because in its place, we can find an aftermarket that was actually made in Canada. The quality it was substantially evident yeah. by looking at the two parts. So you want to have a good, solid quality part. Sometimes the manufacturer part isn't always the one to choose. That's true. Sometimes you don't know where they're coming from. No, you don't, unfortunately. And this is where it comes into uh, negotiate a total price before the job's performed. And people think, well, how can you do that? Well, you have your three estimates. And then with those estimates, you know, people are using different quality parts. Right. And they may be cutting corners. you got to find out what they're doing. You definitely don't want them to cut corners. No, you don't need, they need to do the job right the first time. Don't need to cut corners and say if we're still using the water pump example, that's, they cut corners on that and do something wrong. Then you're, you're in trouble. Then you got bigger headaches coming up down the road. But, you know, instead of using a big time brand name antifreeze for replacement, you know, they may have a aftermarket which is comparable to the big name antifreeze that may be a little bit cheaper yeah they do that now they've mm -hmm. got yes, you, they know, do. you can get your antifreezes specific ones from the car dealers or they make aftermarket ones that are compatible with those car manufacturers and are substantially less money and the quality you know, it's there. It's yes. it, it will cover it. It won't void any warranties at all. Exactly. And that would bring your bill down. Absolutely, so yeah. that's what I'm talking about, negotiating, negotiating the type of parts. Don't go cheap, but, you know, if you have to because the wallet's really, really tight, you can ask for a remanufactured part, too. You know, there are some quality companies out there making remanufactured parts, and that may be another option to make your bill a little bit lower. Yeah, sometimes they are a little bit cheaper. Uh, you know, like we say, it just depends on the parts and the job they're doing. But sometimes their remanufactured parts are a little bit better way to go. Exactly. The next thing, shop fees. Boy, don't oh, I love those. That's my pet that, peeve, isn't it? Those are just lovely. <laughs> isn't that my pet peeve? I don't do shop fees, folks, or disposal fees unless they're state mandated or federally mandated. 
because a shop fee or a disposal fee is just open invoice. So I, I consider an open invoice to steal. And it sounds horrible to say, but that's how I feel about it. You know, it's a cost of doing business. You have that in your labor rate. That's right. And I remember you telling me once that there was one of your customers that took his car. He had to get something programmed, I think. I don't remember specifically what. But all it was was just hooking it up to the computer and reprogramming a part on the car. Or showed you the bill afterwards. And there were no external... There's no shop rags. There's right. no chemicals. Nothing, nothing used. Nothing they plugged it in and they still charge you a shop fee. For, yeah, they charged for him about 9%. I remember that one. Yeah. yeah. He got a warranty part. And then, of course, they always find something that's not under warranty. And that was part of it. And they charged him for that. And, you know, another thing, too, is that they'll take the total ticket. We've seen one European dealership. 13% of the total ticket. All it says is shop and disposal fee. That's insane. They paid it. And I asked them when I saw that because they were showing me what they had done. And they had some questions regarding it. And I says, well, what's a shop and disposal fee? What did you pay for it? And, you know, I've asked that on several occasions. Nobody can answer that. Yeah, because they're, so, they're not going to explain it. They're just going to seek it on the bill. And, you know, the European cars are... Every, I was just using that for an example, the well, European cars. Well, everybody knows they're they're more money, so they figure, well, if you can drive one of these, you know, shop fees won't hurt, so they just sneak hmm. them in. But they're doing it to all of them. But they don't, they don't even question the box, them. And even the box stores, the national chain box stores are doing this, the tire stores. Wow. They're putting shop fees, not as high as that, but they still are. They're putting these shop fees on. And it's all the price of doing business, shop towels, uniforms, so on and so forth. You know, they have this disposal fee, oil disposal fee, and filter disposal fee. I'm sorry. They're actually clamoring to get our used oil. They want our used oil. They're paying the shop for the used oil, these companies, because they need it. It's so high. I mean, they're. it's incredible that they're paying us. And then they have this disposal fee for oil, et cetera, et cetera. On a vehicle that's into this major manufacturer, retail chain store, or dealership. And they're getting paid too, let me tell you. Yeah. Was, this isn't just an isolated incident. Somebody's getting paid. No, Oil not, is at a premium. Yeah, because I've even seen commercials where they advertise $17.99 oil change plus shop and disposal fees. Well, What's that? You know, yeah. yeah what, it's a blind, it's a yeah, blind fee. A blind so, fee for nothing. You tell them. You want to know that shop and disposal fee is first before you have the car done. You want it itemized. Yeah, what get that is. whole thing tired itemized and have them explain it to you line by line. If they don't want to do it, time to walk and go find somebody else. Because there is a lot of places out there that don't charge it, but there's yeah. a lot who do. So yeah. that's going to keep money in your wallet by not paying that fee. Yeah. You know, that's the other thing I forgot to say. And what I have seen is that... The dealerships are lowering their labor rate down, okay? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you know where I'm going with this. Yeah. They're lowering their labor rate down because they're making it up with a shop fee. That's pathetic. It's wrong. But still, so you really need to do your research, folks. And if you think about it, these shop fees, if you're at a dealership or a service center that charges these shop fees, if you've got a big job, 10%, you know, say the it's bill. A lot of money. 
say the bill is $800 just hypothetically on whatever you had did. Well, if their shop fee rate is 10%, there's 80 bucks. You think about it. What could you do with 80 bucks? You could take me out to a really nice dinner. Yes, I could. We could buy a ton. We could buy a ton of puppy toys for that. <laughs> you could buy a ton of puppy toys. You or know a, how many tanks you get? That's probably well na- nowadays maybe a tank and a half. But tank and a half. you know, but think about it. And just think about what you could do with eighty bucks. And food, you know, food at the grocery store. You know, it's, priorities. It's true. Yeah. When you're talking about the bottom line, how much you're going to pay? Do not, please, do not ever tell them how much you're willing to pay for a repair. I was on a talk show a few weeks back and uh, one of the radio personalities said, yeah, I went into a shop and told them, I can't spend more than $200 on this car. I can't afford to spend more than $200 on this car. And he asked, he says, you know how much I paid for that repair? And I says, yeah, a buck 99. And he says, yeah. <laughs> it's like, please, you can't tell them that. Right, you don't, you don't tell them that. You want to know before the repair is done how much it's going to be. And, I, and I've heard from mechanics before that have been long gone. Their motto is, we'll fix your car if it takes every penny you got. I remember hearing that, yes. And he's that, gone. Yeah. Somewhere else doing it. Yep. Unfortunately, folks, that's some of the mindset of some of the techs out there. Not yeah. all of them, but just is a it, few bad yeah, ones. Yeah, but definitely don't even give them... A, a hint as to how much to spend just get your estimates then take it home budget it out if exactly. you got if you got to do that right well the other thing is too is maybe you can budget it you don't need these things all at once right. and speaking of that you know we had a customer who came in they're a regular with us and they had a free oil change coupon we've talked about before oh yeah this was another dealership oh yeah and the dealership while he was getting his free oil change Gave him a grocery list of things, of course, and one of them was a timing belt replacement. They said, you're at 90,000 miles, you need your timing belt replaced. And the guy was thinking, it's like, well, you know, it's really funny that they didn't tell at the regular shop why I needed this timing belt. They didn't tell us ahead of time. So he came in, I happened to be there, and he says, I need to get a price on a timing belt. And I says, for what kind of a car? And he says, well, for my car. And I says, your car doesn't have a timing belt. He says, it has a timing chain. Those are a non-maintenance item. And he looked at me and he says, no, no, no. He says, the dealer said I needed a timing belt. And actually, they were going to do it right then. And I says, well, that's pretty interesting. I says, because yours has the metal timing chain. Like a chain on a bicycle. Like a chain on a bicycle. Yeah, exactly. Well, no, you don't change those out on a regular basis. Like you do the rubber timing belt like you have a belt in the engine. The rubber belt. Those you do change out. And he looked at me, and you know, he still didn't believe me because he couldn't understand why the dealership would do that. And he says, you know, it's really funny because the service writer told him, and only we can do it here because nobody else has the technology or the tools to do it. Yeah, because I, <laughs> I guess they have technology to change imaginary parts, I guess. Well, his estimate was <laughs> over $1,000. And see, he got a second opinion, folks, even though it was the dealership. You got a second, yeah, it was the dealership, Peter. Yep. You, you got can, a second opinion. I know some bad. people swear by the dealerships, the only people that can work on your cars. No, but, we sit in the same room they do I know. on updates. Well, no. some, some people say dealer only, that's the only people, you know, you can get really hosed even at a dealership. Yeah, you, you know, can. If you don't pay attention. We were talking about the National Chain Tire Dealerships. 
There's another one. Oh Oops. my god. I buy mean, a three, get one free, and it ends up costing you more. You end up spending muff for five tires. No such thing as a free tire or free lunch or free anything, folks. You're nope. going to pay one way or the other. And they, we've yeah. seen grocery lists from the national tire chains as well, unfortunately. Yeah. I hired an oil change tech. He went to a well-respected technical training school for two years to learn how to work on automobiles and we were just going to try them out we put them on the lube line first or second car i got this thing something about a fuel flush and i'm like fuel flush this is i went back and i says what's this fuel flush thing i says this is a 2011 vehicle it only has 26,000 miles on it what's a fuel flush and he says oh him being from a national chain we were told every 20,000 miles that we have to put this on the ticket that they need a fuel flush now, this is somebody who went through school for automotive for 24 months, and he's going off of what a national chain is pushing at the store, and he thinks this is the norm. That's yeah. why you need an established shop. Yeah, that's that's incredible. Isn't that incredible? I was, like, just flabbergasted. Of course, you know, he didn't make the rest of the week. Because at that point, I was like, okay. That's not the way you do business. It's that's like, no, we nope, we're not going to start that. Have a nice day. So, you know... The best thing is, is to have an established shop, like some of the examples that we gave. And that's going to keep money in your wallet by getting estimates, talking to the shop about what they're putting in your car. You know, explain to them. Don't be shy. Explain to them that wallet's tight. It's tough out there. What can we do to make this a little cheaper? Can I put something off for a little bit? I have a couple of maintenance items due per the manufacturer, per the factory settings. Can I spread this out and help my budget? The one other thing I wanted to throw in is, as you always preach, show and tell. Show and tell. Ask well, why and yeah, how. Why and have them show you, say, the water pump example again, have them show you where it is, where it's leaking. So you can see it for yourself instead of just taking their word for it. You know, if you're comfortable with your shop they've been doing for years and you say, okay, I'm good with that. But if it's your first time there and they're going to hit you with a big bill first time around, I would take a second thought, grab the service manager and say, we're going to go step outside. You're going to show me all this. That's right. And if they That's don't, their job. if they don't, tell them to put the car back together and take it out of there. That's their job. Exactly. Well, I think we've, talked about this enough and we're going to be talking about it more in the future but this is a good start yeah it's going to be more and more important in the future as the cars sure get more and more complicated more complex talking about people paying attention to their vehicles our email question of the week comes from joan from connecticut and joan writes dear pam i've got a toyota and i've heard this noise in my engine for some time Everything seems to be going okay, but a neighbor told me I need to have it checked out before I break down. What should I do? Well, go to the shop and get it checked out. That's right. That's pretty simple. Yeah, it is, but you know, people, they think that the cars get older, and you know and I know from driving cars all the time that they do develop certain noises yeah, and things like creak, that. Little creaks and groans, you know, just for safety's sake, just have them just to make sure that the peace creaks... Peace of and, mind. Right, peace of mind, basically. And you know, if it is something serious, you can catch it now while it's a $10 bill. Instead of it being a $1,000 bill, if it's something very serious and you've been letting it go. Yep. How many Dude. times have we seen that? 
Yep. We've been able to head a lot of stuff off at the pass before it gets too bad. Mm-hmm. And don't go off of, you know, the service rider. In, in this case, Joan, tell them you want to talk to the technician. Go for a ride with the technician. And we go for rides with people all the time yeah. listening for noises or symptoms. Don't. Go for a ride. Yeah, because sometimes... Point it out. Yeah, because sometimes the technician might hear one noise and he's not sure that's it. So, you know, you take a customer along and then they can point it out, make sure you guys are both on the same page and get the car fixed properly right the first time. Exactly. It's that simple, Joan. And that's our email question for the week. Thank you, Joan. Now moving on. This is going to be a new feature and I'm really excited about it. And where are we going? We are going to our website, carcarefortheclueless.com. All spelled out in one word, .com. We're going to have the results to the question of the week. How do you know how much air to put in your tires? We have four possible answers, but only one is right. Now, the first one is saying that you go off of what's marked on the side of the tire. The second answer is you go off of what the tire air pump at the local gas station or convenience store has it and when it stops you stop or we have that there's a sticker inside the car that tells you psi to put in your tires driver's door jam Mm -hmm. or you just fill it up until you see that the tires inflated to the point that it doesn't bulge on the side anymore it doesn't look flat anymore so that's one two three and four and the answer is number three that's right and you kind of gave it away almost there, Peter. I know. Because you kind of told them about the driver's door jam. And remember, yeah. the tire pressure is located in the driver's door jam for your car or truck. The only reason why it wouldn't be is if the car is painted. Again, yeah, if we've was, seen that. Yeah, for the doors replaced or something doors like that. Doors replaced. They have to so take the stickers off, yeah. If that's the case, ask your ASC certified technician. Remember, have this done once a month. And we're going to go over why these other answers are wrong. First of all, you don't go off of where it's printed on the side of the tire because, Peter, being a tire guru as well. Because basically the tire pressure, the maximum pressure and maximum weight, the vehicle, if it's fully loaded down, that is as high as you can go, period, end of story. You can't go any higher. No, and plus if this tire, this size fits a bunch of other cars too, trucks. Yes. So theirs may go up that high. Their tire pressure and their door sticker may go up as high as it says on the sidewall of the tire. Right. Number two is wrong because those tire pressure pumps that are at the 7-Eleven Circle Ks or... They don't work very well. No, they don't. They take a lot of money from you too. Yeah, they do put air in your tires, but you better have an independent gauge. I saw one of those at a gas station just real quick that actually had a credit card slot. You could use a credit card to pay for air. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. <laughs> Jeez Louise. Why not? There we go. See, we talked about there's no free lunch, no free tires, and no, no free, free air. air. <laughs> they're sucking up the air that you're breathing, and they're going to charge you for it. That's amazing. Oh, my gosh. Isn't America great? It is. Land of opportunity. Number four, filling your tire up that it doesn't bulge on the side anymore could actually make the tire explode. Yes, it could. And I've seen that at a gas station while I was getting gas, and it scared the snot out of me. Yep. I had, and I work around this stuff. I had, I had I jumped. I had one customer. He had a 
what, what they call the low tire light, but it also comes on if the tire pressure is too high in the tire. Mm-hmm. And they had the, the light was still on, so they just kept periodically just kept putting air in and air in and air in. And they had a small car, and I went to check the air pressure, and he was going, God, this tire light won't go off. So I went and go check the air. The first one I had, the air pressure rating is only supposed to be like 32, 33 pounds. Uh-huh. They had that little 14-inch tire up to 80 pounds. She's Louise. Yeah, they're, they're lucky. They're lucky they didn't have all four blow because I had another one at 70 and I had two of them at 60. <laughs> oh, jeez. And those tires at maximum were only rated, I think, 35, I think. Maximum. Well, this goes back to you always have a professional check it once a month for you. That's absolutely right. Don't guess because he's lucky they didn't pop on him. Yeah, because you don't want to. could have killed somebody. Yeah, they see. They see the light and they think the tire is low, but they don't understand that it comes on if there's too much air in there as well. So you got to pay attention to that. So get yourself a tire gauge, and if you don't understand how to do it, just stop at a qualified shop. Be happy to take care of it for you. Words of the wise yes. from our tire and gadget guru, Peter Sudak. Few people know that you are a tire manager at a shop. Yes, I am. I had a very good teacher, too. Yes, you did. I learned a lot, and I've even been doing it for... 15 plus years and believe it or not i still learn something new every day or every other day believe it or not and that's a good thing that's a good thing so you know i think that we have filled the heads of our listeners i think so lots to think about lots to think about you're not so clueless that you were when you first started listening and we want to thank you and we want to thank ac delco parts ac delco parts i put them in my car I have them in my 69 Plymouth, my great-grandfather's 69 Plymouth. I love my AC Delco parts and cars. I've been putting them in my customers' cars for decades. I know they're a high-quality part. I know they're reliable, and they're economically priced. Yes, they are. Even though it says AC Delco, it's a big name. They're still very, very competitive price-wise. Yes, they are. So when you're in need of a part, ask for AC Delco by name. Don't forget to visit us on our forum, carcareforthecluelist.com. Please Give us a tweet at Car Care, the number four, Clueless. We'd like to hear from you. We'll answer any questions or throw us an email at Car Care, the number four, Clueless again at AOL.com. And like I said before, this is to make you a savvy car care consumer. Take care. Thanks for joining us today. Please make sure to come back next week for another edition of Car Care for the Clueless. And don't forget to look for Pam's book, Car Care for the Clueless, or How to Make Money While Maintaining a Vehicle. You'll find it on our website. Just click on the icon Host Website. See you next week.